The Love's Retread warranty is simple. We cover the retread and casing for the full life of the retread. With over 430 locations, Love's Truck Care and Speedco Network is committed to providing a tire program to meet your needs. Visit loves.com to learn more about our retread warranty. Welcome into this week's edition of With Sonar. I'm Tony Mulvey, not joined by Luke Velasco this week. He is out of town, but I do have a special guest, one of our own TV on-air talents here, Thomas Watson, host of Loaded and Rolling. Thomas, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well, Tony. We are at home today, unfortunately. More of the story is either don't go to Oktoberfest or don't eat steak tartare. So uh, missing you in studio, of course, but super excited to be on the show and, uh, you know, just getting to dive into Sonar. We're in it every day, so it's fun to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, this show is bringing that data kind of to life, and it's really an exciting show, and one, I'm really happy to, one, have you on, but we have a special guest that's going to be joining us here a little while later. We've got uh, CEO and founder of Emerge, Andrew Leto, joining us, and I really look forward to talking to him because they've done a lot of special things over there at Emerge, but we've been highlighting, talking about this, this changing freight in my environment, and guess what? They're at the forefront of it. They see it day to day. So really excited to have that. I know you had a conversation earlier today on Freight Waves Now kind of talking about kind of what this peak season is and, and what, it's, what it might not be, right? That kind of less than peaky peak season. And, I mean, the show wouldn't be complete without bringing up some sonar charts here to start off. We'll bring up the first one. It'll be our outbound tender volume index, and it, we can kind of see. So in the white line, you'll have the 2000, this year's levels. The green line, you'll have 2020. Orange line, 2021. And the blue line there, 2019. And what you can see, we're really close to 2019 levels, and we've been declining. I think that's the concerning part. Uh, I mean, Thomas, what do you have to say about when you see kind of freight demand uh, by the OTVI here declining as we enter the fourth quarter. Well, I think it's fascinating because we all talk about the narrative where the consumer, you know, and how the consumer impacts freight demand. And so you almost see that February and March, uh, beginning of Q1, uh, where we started seeing the rise in energy prices, energy prices, overall macro trends. And so, you know, freight volumes are very much beholden to it. If you're spending less, you're changing from goods to services. That's what's so fascinating about this OTVI index, because like you said, we're, we're now approaching levels towards like 2019. And so, you know, moving forward, this is traditionally the part where we'd want to see that number move upwards, not downwards, because there should be traditionally in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, a, a peak season. And so uh, that's that's the concerning part is where are we going to go from there? And as well, what is that going to mean for trucking companies? Because we're still going to see activity, but we're not going to see as much activity as there is needed to keep up with all this truckload supply. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, really, I mean, Donnie and I have talked about it during carrier updates. You start to think of that October 15th. So what is that, Saturday of this week, where you really start to see what's going to be coming in the fourth quarter. Are we going to see that kind of uptick in freight demand that's going into the fourth quarter rush where, I mean, obviously, you've got retail. You touched on it, the consumer. The big consumer spending holidays are right in front of us, and we're not seeing those impacts of demand just. It is that time we are joined right now by Andrew Leto, founder and CEO of Emerge. Andrew, how are you doing? 
can't hear Andrew, but we'll get him on here in just a second. And I mean, he, he'll bring in all sorts of knowledge that we're, what we're seeing. And these trends and, and kind of how technology is changing the freight environment as a whole. So we'll bring him in. Andrew, how are you doing? Good. How's it going? Great. Great to have you on here. I mean, we, we've talked about this a lot recently here at FreightWaves specifically, kind of in this changing freight environment and the market dynamics are shifting pretty heavily. I mean, when you think about where we've been in the previous two years uh, with this boom cycle that where you see record demand, record spot rates, things like that, now it's kind of transitioning back the other way. I mean, how, I mean, how do you see this and how do these traditional pain points that shippers, carriers, brokers, everybody in this, this freight market ecosystem, like what are these pain points that they're feeling right now? How do they like tri- during this transition? I mean, you've got plenty of experience throughout the years. I mean, founding Global Trans now Emerge, 10-4 as well. I mean, there's all these, you've seen it from all sides. Yeah, no, the way we see it now, Emerge is obviously, we're building the RFP for, for trucking. Um, RFP and procurement really wasn't focused on by technology until we came up with our platform um, five, five years ago. And I've never seen in the last five months a, such a transition from being a carrier market back to a shipper market that quick. Um, tender rejections, as you were talking about earlier, are, are not a thing anymore. It was 20, 30% of a shipper's volume only four or five months ago. Now it's back down to normal levels, maybe even you know, better than it's ever been. Uh, as far as rejections and, you know, contract carriers are, are, are eating that up. Um, the spot market's getting crushed um, as far as uh, for, for small mid-sized carriers that are that relied on the spot market and <clears throat> shippers are running more bids than ever. And we call it, uh, I think one of my guys call it re- in a sense, it's kind of like revenge of the shippers right now on what, ha- what they experienced the last two years that when COVID hit after COVID and the demand for trucks and freight, uh, went sky high and we're back into a shipper market. So shippers are running more bids than ever. And, um, and you know, not the year long bid cycle like they used to, but running shorter term bids because they want to see where the market's going to be in three, three to six months. Yeah. I mean, I think you make a great point where they're running more bids and they're these shorter duration bids. I mean, is that something that, I mean, even prior to like previous big cycle, boom cycles. I mean, if you think 2017 into 2018, where it was another kind of boom cycle, then you followed by 2019, it didn't seem like that was necessarily the case then. Like these shorter term bids have always, I guess, been a thing, but they've not been as prevalent. I mean, have you noticed that that's been definitely an area of focus for these shippers moving forward with this, this change that we're seeing in the market? Yeah, like for instance, there used to be, when people say the RFP is dead, I say, you know, the annual RFP right now, I think should be dead for a shipper because why would you want to lock in rates? You know, you don't know if it, it could even go lower. Um, and, and traditionally, it's actually not, a, it's, you know, if you have drop, drop on both sides, it makes sense. But if you have a live, live situation as a shipper, you should really be taking advantage of running shorter bid term cycles because everybody could sharpen their pencils, even your current, your carriers, especially your brokers. Um, when you, when you run a shorter bid cycle. And, um, so we try to push our shippers right now. We have 20 billion of the four hire trucking being bid on emerge platform. Um, and we built it so you can run a shorter term bid cycle. And traditionally the, the, if you're using spreadsheets and email or to, for doing your bids, what most shippers are still doing, 
or they're not using uh, or they're using a like a Koopa or a Jagger. Um, they're not really built for for the long, the short term three to six month bid cycle. And that's where I think we're moving towards. And it's smart for shippers right now to, to be taking advantage of that, um, getting ahead of it and running short. If you could possibly run shorter term bid cycle, because, again, your carriers and everybody can can do much better when you and you can take advantage of the rates right now um, and, and start saving money on what you're paying. If you're if you haven't run, if you're running contract rates from six, seven months ago, you're overpaying by 30 percent. So we're trying to get shippers to understand that and run a, a quicker bid cycle if they can. Um, I always say you should be benchmarking all your lanes. Um, always, you know, look at what you're paying. You know, use companies like Sonar to benchmark and find out how you're paying towards the market. And then once you see what you're paying, pick the lanes that you're overpaying on and run a short-term bid cycle, if you could, on those lanes. And um, that's what we I feel like shippers are the 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 ones that are that are taking advantage of it are doing that right now. And historically, they would again they would run a longer-term bid cycle, but um, or not, or or try to keep what we call evergreen rates with their carriers. But right now, it's if you have any rates that you haven't run in the last six months, you should take definitely take advantage of it right now. Why uh, looking into that market. live 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 versus drop drop on the lanes, I thought you brought up such a great point. I was sticking in my brain right there. Was um, you know getting brokerages and carriers on live live and pushing back? Have you seen anything, especially with emerge and doing RFPs? Has there been resiliency on the drop lanes in terms of contracted rate reductions compared to the live ones? Or are we seeing kind of an across-the-board decline in these uh, contracted bids? Well, it's across the board. Uh, even the drop-drop trailer, the big, larger carriers know that um, they're lucky to be locking in. If they're getting a rate right now, they want to lock in. Everybody, carriers are scrambling to lock in rates as, if they can. Um, but, yeah, the, we've seen a decline of, of rates for both drop trailer shipper or carriers uh, and also uh, same thing as live. We haven't seen really a difference there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to get shippers to understand, like you should try to take advantage right now. If you can look at your whole book of business before, you know, benchmark before you go to bid, pick the lanes that you're overpaying at least by 20%, 10 to 20%, which if you haven't run a bid in like the last six months, you are. Um, and, and then go to your carriers and, and, you know, take care of your carriers that have taken care of you to also during the, when um, things were, you know, the last two years, you've been shippers really know that um, they'll know the carriers that really took care of them when rates went sky high in the last two years, give them some, you know, give, give them the first right of refusal on the rate drops, but you should still go try to get a market rate uh, on all, on, on majority of your lanes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess my question is how receptive have shippers been to this? I mean, you would think after, the past two years, I mean, they would be willing uh, to kind of go this route to try to lock in or try to take advantage of the market how it is right now. But there's also things that come with that, right? I mean, you talked about it. If you're trying to do it on spreadsheets and things like that, it doesn't really make sense. Using technology makes it a little quicker. But have they been able to have they been more willing to adopt this after paying yes. the rates? Yeah, more than ever. Like it was. Uh... You know, when I first started Emerge in 2017, we really, it was hard to get shippers to want to talk to us because everything was really on there. You know, you had a 5% rejection rate. Um, most of my, my, my network was running fine. And all of a sudden COVID hit and uh, demand for trucking went sky high. And then shippers had to start running more bids than ever. And, but right now that, you know, with that, when that started happening, we started seeing uptick, but we have this year, we've seen the biggest uptick we've ever seen. 
we started the year at $3 billion running through our platform of bids. Now we're up to 20 um, of shipper of the 350 to $400 billion uh, for higher trucking market. And I've never seen like we're, we're getting shippers finally calling us and saying, hey, we want to run a short. We want to run a bid. We want to start running a shorter term bid cycle uh, like we've been hearing that we should be doing. Um, and we we've been seeing just a huge uptick of shipper, you know, being being receptive to running a bid. Because, again, if you're if you have a rate, if you're running trucks that you haven't got a rate on in the last six months, you're definitely overpaying, um, even if uh, it's been a long term, long term relationship with that carrier. And we say you should respect that and respect your carrier, but you should definitely tell them, hey, listen, the market, this is what the market's at. This is what we're seeing. Use benchmarking. Um, give your carriers, you know, the benefit that have helped you. But still, you know, we've seen like I've never seen this before where we're actually, you know, like I said, we started the year with only three billion of shippers doing this. Now we're up to 20. And that's just been because, you know, there's a big need right now to to go actually go out there and see what the market's uh, market's bearing. Kind of a chicken or the egg question. Uh, do you want to, if you're building a load platform, the carriers first or the shippers first? I remember in trucking, the old joke was you find yourself a shipper and you give them enough trucks to fulfill the demand. When you're building the load board, you're doing the RFPs, does it matter more heavily on the shippers? Or if you have an abundance of carriers, will shippers naturally try to come on? Oh, uh, no. It's, I mean, we, we're a shipper-focused technology. So we go after, we we go to give our product to the shipper Um most shippers don't have, remember the TMS is why, why we've been successful is TM, the TMS providers typically never, you know, when you have a TMS, the top ones, they don't have a good procurement platform. They're a great execution layer, but so you've had to either run your, you know, your, your, uh, your bids on spreadsheets. Um, and if you, if you're using those, then uh, you, you're, you know, you're, you're obviously, you can't run it. Think about this. If you're trying to run a do a short-term bid cycle with just using spreadsheets and email, you're not going to do that. You really, it's, it's a hard process to do. And you have to really have a technology to, to be able to go to a three to six month shorter term bid cycle on your contract rate. And, um, you know, that's where we've been successful by getting shippers to get off of these spreadsheets and email situations and, uh, and then integrating. And then I always say this, you have to, I think benchmarking is, is the first thing though, always. And I, you know, benchmark, find out where you need to run the bids, then go run, then go run where you should go run, you know, if, where you're overpaying, um, and then give, give your carriers the benefits that, that, that helped you out during this, uh, during the bad times. Um, but still let those carriers know, Hey, here's where the market rate is. Um, you know, can you get close to it or match it? If you can't, then go see what's out there because carriers, Right now, need freight. There's there's uh, abundance of capacity out there. Um, even the, the the spot market carriers are trying to get back to the contract market. Um, so there's a big uh, care. So it's it's for us. It's the shipper. Shipper first, and you know that's where we. If you have the freight and our, you know, if the freight's there, the sh- the carriers will come. Um, so that's that's what we say. And you know, right now more than ever, carriers need your freight. So put it out there for a bit. That's what yeah. we're telling the shippers. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think that's definitely something, I mean, when we just look at it in our data, right, it, it kind of, it says the same thing, or it kind of reinforces that idea of, hey, these things are changing, shippers, this is an area where you can kind of take advantage, and take advantage maybe not the right word, but it, it's an area where this has been a pain point for two years now, and now that pressure on, I mean, their budgets is starting to alleviate itself, now you, now you have to do that, and I mean, transportation managers were losing their, I mean, 
they were getting just killed because I mean, rates went up so fast. Well, now they've come down just as fast. I mean, especially on the spot market side, if you look at that decline. I mean, you talked about it, that three to six month mini or shorter bid cycle. I mean, is there any risk there for these shippers that, hey, if we run a bid that's for six months, well, the market could leave us in the dust, kind of like it, it did both up and down? Yeah, the, the best thing to do is it, no one has a crystal ball to know, but if you feel like the rates are about to go up, and I know you guys have some products where I think where you could see how the rates are trending, but if you feel like if we feel like it's going to go back to a carrier market, that's the only time you should start considering 12-month long cycles because you could lock those rates in. Obviously, you need to have good carrier partners to do that. Otherwise, you'll have what shippers call paper rates. And you know that's what happened to a lot of shippers when the downturn happened or the, the freight market went crazy and there was abundance of freight um, and not enough trucks. And all of a sudden, those what you thought was you had your rates locked in weren't actually locked in. But shippers know those carriers and brokers that didn't hold the rates. So I would say, you know, try to run a shorter term bid cycle right now, because I don't think the rates are going to go up dramatically in the next three to six months. Um, but if you feel like we're all of a sudden we're about to go into a, a back to what it was and demand's going to be sky high and you're going to be scrambling, you know, carry and rejections start to happen. That's when you should definitely try to lock in a longer term bid. But that's the only time you should do it. So most of the time, think about this, most of the time, you should always be running three to six months because, again, care, even asset-based carriers have to bake in because they have owner-operators. They have, you know, they have to be aware of what the prices are, uh, what they're going to be in six months. So they're going to have to bake in. If you're asking for a, long, a year-long contract from a carrier, they have to bake in a little higher rate. If you're asking for shorter-term contracts, um, it's much better because – Everybody could sharpen their pencil more. The, your carriers and brokers could could take that risk uh, of of a three to six month contract and hold the rate much better than if you're asking for a year long rate. But when rates start going up again and you feel like they're about to go up, that's when you should to consider running a, a longer term bid. But I I think the right way to do it moving forward for shippers is to take to to benchmark your lanes um, using a benchmark platform, you know, like what you guys have, and figure out which lanes I'm overpaying on and which one, you know, I, I think shippers had a three, six and 12 month bid cycle, sit 12 months on summer lanes, six months on summer lanes and three months on summer lanes. They should have a three month bid uh, bid on lanes. They feel like the rates are going, are, we don't know. They, they can, they're, they're, it looks like they're kind of trending downwards. Um, so why not, why lock a rate in for six months if you feel rates are still trending downwards a little bit on that lane. But if you feel like rates are going up in these lanes, Run a run more of a, a six or twelve month bid. That's the only time you should be running a longer term bid if you if you could get ahead of that. Awesome stuff, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go to, to find out more about what's happening over at Emerge? Yeah, so uh, Emerge has a platform that you can run uh, short term, long term bids, like what I just mentioned. Um, we have an RFP platform. Uh, it's EmergeMarket.com, um, and we would uh, love to have you and. Uh, and be your procurement platform because that's, I feel like the biggest missing piece of technology in any shipper supply chain tech stack is, you know, every shipper has an execution layer, which is the TMS. But if you ask shippers, you know, where do you, how do you go find source, award, benchmark, all that stuff? The answer is like, you know, usually spreadsheets and email or platforms that are for all types of procurement, um, not just for trucking. So we're a freight specific platform and yeah, mergemarket.com. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be sure to check it out. Appreciate it.
Thomas, I mean, great stuff there from Andrew, obviously. A lot of awesome things happening over at Emerge. Guess what's coming up in a few weeks where I know where Emerge will be? F3, right here in the heart of Chattanooga, Tennessee. They'll be here, uh, obviously, three days of uh, future freight festival. Obviously, going to take over the city of Chattanooga. If you haven't booked your ticket, now's the time to do it. The last chance sale is happening right now. Get those tickets right now before they go back up to their full price. Also, if you have your ticket and you haven't booked a room, go ahead and do that because there aren't that many hotel rooms available here in Chattanooga. It isn't like in Atlanta, but there are plenty. You just have to act now. Thomas, I mean, awesome stuff. What are you looking forward to most about F3 coming up in, what is it, just about two weeks, three weeks? Definitely looking forward to, I, I like the little events that they have where you can go look at all the booths. Uh, whenever I do manage to get out of work, that was my favorite thing to do in Arkansas, just because there's so many people showing off. Like you'll hear about the big ones, the top like 15, and you'll see these people like hidden in a corner with this crazy technology. And you're like, man, and then you got to search for their swag and try to snag some of that as well. So uh, it's a great opportunity. I also like the networking aspect. Uh, you know, it's my first year at Freight Waves, and there's so many people. You'll recognize some familiar faces, and uh, it's just it's a wonderful time just because, you know, when you're stuck working in a cubicle, you forget there's this whole outside world of freight. And so uh, looking forward to it. And axe throwing, top, yeah. top three. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Thomas, uh, it was great stuff from Andrew. I mean, obviously... The, the RFP process, I mean, if we'll bring up a chart, a sonar chart here that kind of just shows how, how sh carriers have reacted. I mean, falling back into that compliance. You see here our outbound tender rejection index. We'll pull it up real quick. It's at 5.05%. It is the new, if you want to call it cycle low, right? The lowest it's been since May of 2020. And, I mean, this is why if you look at that sharp decline there in that white line, twice shippers are falling back into this kind of, hey, carriers are trying to take rates right now that shippers bid on 12 months ago, and they're running it right now because those rates are really attractive, especially when you start comparing them to rates now. So, I mean, everything you're saying is spot on, especially when this is a time when shippers can push the rates down because you see rejections at 5%. I mean, we're talking... 95% compliance on loads. Exactly. And from even a trucking standpoint, 5% is kind of, that's becoming, in my opinion, when we see seasonality, the cyclical market, you know, if you're at a 95% tender acceptance rate for most of the time, you should be okay. Now, the, the challenge is going to be that now that it's a shipper's market, uh, back in the day when the market's for the carrier, uh, you know, you got your lanes and they'll say, I want 99% EDI tender compliance. And then you'll say, okay, well, I'm only going to take 80% because I have no trucks. Well, now the market has shifted. Look at that. We're at 5% rejection rate. They're going to say, oh, you're, uh, you're at like uh, 90%. I'm going to go find my secondary carrier. I'm going to tender it to them because they're actually at a 98% tender compliance. So I'm going to assume they have the extra capacity. Those are the cool trends that you have to worry about operationally speaking because, you know, the two big questions I'm seeing is, one, just like in politics, will there be an October surprise before F3? Will tenders go below 4 or 3%? And then the second uh, situation is going to be, um, you know, how are shippers going to take advantage of this? Emerge had a great point, and I think no one's really appreciated until I looked at a JCI Excel spreadsheet that had 12,000 lanes 
There was a poor pricing analyst there, and it took him six weeks to figure out how to quote them. And, you know, it's literally with emails. So, you know, RFP strategies and stuff, shippers need to take advantage of it. But a lot of times it's like you're trying to run a race with your shoes tied. You're tripping over yourself because internally your operations cannot support the functions for you to reprice your lanes in a timely manner. And you're going to miss out. And the carriers are basically saying, Whew, I'm catching a break on this. I'm keeping that high contract rate and they can't close the gap. Absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Thomas, where can people go look to learn more about you? Since you're not a regular here on With Sonar, but you are a regular on the Freightwaves Airwaves, what are you what are you working on? What is what can people look for from you coming out soon? Definitely got the loaded and rolling newsletter coming out. I have the loaded and rolling community, so just freightwaves.com, loaded and rolling. It should be on there somewhere. I'm also on TV, have the podcast. I've been out sick, so I don't have we'll have new fresher stuff coming up moving in, as well as some folks from MIT. Gonna talk some freight science, get hyped, get excited. But it's always fun being able to help out with freight waves as well, just being uh, being in the media and stuff, talking about all this fun, fascinating information. So I recommend everybody check it out as well. Uh freightwaves.com slash loaded and rolling. It's it's a wild ride. Yeah, with you, it's always a wild ride. But Thomas, thank you so much for joining me on this edition of With Sonar. We'll be sure to check in with you soon. That'll do it for this week's edition. We'll be back next week again at 3.30. Luke should be back in the driver's seat here. But right now, we'll send it out. That'll do it. Thanks, everybody.